We've got some Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you want to learn how to turn that content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Guys, today we have awesome guests. And, you know, we're going to talk all about yoga frameworks millions of dollars well, the, the toys here are going to be a little a your, little your, your mini fancy just like guys before we get started please go ahead and subscribe hit smash that subscribe button so you know when those episodes start dropping on your phone and don't forget to follow us on social media at the beast bros co that's right and if you find this episode impactful which i am sure you will don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review Thank you. Do we have a sponsor today, Fonzie? Oh, actually, we do, guys. We do oh, have a sponsor we today. We almost didn't get paid today. Who's the sponsor? Sponsor of Tell today's episode. It is us, the Biz Bros guys with yeah. Content Momentum. All so right. if you have a podcast, long-form content, and you want the bite-sized assets, right? That 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 goodness for your social media. Whoop, just baby. slide in the DMs. We want to help you out. We want to help you create those assets so you can share it with everybody and grow your audience at the same time. Sweet. So... Now we're getting paid. Now we're getting paid. All right, all right. (laughs) So today we have a special treat just for you. We have two brothers coming up on the content is profit. And no, it's not the two of us. It's a different set of brothers. And no, they don't have the same name. But yes, they are awesome. Awesome indeed. We met them in one of the many conference adventures that we've had. They immediately stood out, and not because they are like six foot five. They stood out because their incredible marketing knowledge and years of experience of growing yoga studios. Not to mention, they are extremely friendly as well. They are like the friendly giants. They help people wake up and teach them how to help others wake up through a simple framework. I'm, I'm pretty curious about that, honestly. They're family men. They both have two young kids and beautiful wives. They are both second degree black belts in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So you don't want to mess up with them. They have yoga studios that have been around for over 15 years and made over $1 million in revenue per year. Take out your notepad, your notepad guys. Let's Take them out. go. That's right. Please welcome host of the Awakened Life podcast, expert yogis, and the friendliest of giants, Chris and John Dejax, bro. Yeah, let's Woo! go. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome. What's up, Louis brothers? <laughs> Long time coming. We're super pumped to be here. Oh, man. We're so excited. Thank you guys for making time and um, being here with us on the show today. We're so excited. So excited. Oh, yeah, for sure. Disclaimer here. I don't know 100%. I'm not 100% sure if you guys are 6'5 or not. But for (laughs) us, you guys were so tall. So so I was like, "Ah, I'm just going to put that. You guys were pretty big. I don't. (laughs) Close, please. I'm 6'3. So so close. Almost. Fonzie was like, do you remember if they were like very tall? And I'm like, "I yeah, I think I was just looking up the entire time. But we, (laughs) we need to clarify that we are... Small. <laughs> we're five seven. I'm five seven. All right, we're good. <laughs> Do you guys uh, extremely excited that you guys are here because you guys 
are publishing like crazy. You guys have an incredible story. You know, when we met you guys in person, we couldn't just like stop talking with you. We we're like, oh my yeah. God, you guys were sitting behind us and we just kept turning around. We we're like, tell me more. So why don't you like go ahead and share a little bit of your story with the audience and, you know, tell them, you know, where you guys are coming from and, uh, you know, why you guys are the Jacks Bros now and what do you guys do? Yeah. Go ahead, John. All right. I'll let you roll into it. So this, uh, so I guess the, we started um, in 2003. I say if we pull it back a little bit more. So we started way back in the day around not, like 98, 99 doing martial arts. Wow. And uh, and we were doing, uh, it was basically MMA back then. So it was mixed martial arts before mixed martial arts became a bigger thing, right? This was just in the verge of, uh, of the UFC becoming like huge. And it was right around the time where the uh, where the Gracie brothers were coming into UFC and just dominating. So UFC just... being Ultimate Fighting Championship for anyone who made it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. If you talk <laughs> to me about something different than soccer, that's it. Like game over. I, I like I'm like great great zero. I'm, 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 I'm embarrassed right now, guys. I apologize on behalf of everybody. Yeah, yeah, All right. Voice Gracie is like the Pele of Ultimate oh. Fighting Championship. Oh. Good. All right. Yeah. There you go. Just there. Yeah, there you go. Not, yeah. Now and now. Um, so we, uh, <laughs> so we, so Chris and I were were just huge into it. We got in, we got deep into it. We were doing uh, we were doing MMA. We we're studying a, 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 a style called Brazil. Uh, yeah. Well, we we're studying Jeet Kune Do concepts first, and so that was mixed martial arts, street style mixed martial arts. Mm. And so we were learning how to like basically like rapid assault tactics. You learn how to get in on somebody, headbutts, knees, elbows, use anything around you as a weapon. Like it was, it was full blast. Ooh. And we were training all the time. We were going, going and going, going. And then we, we realized our ground game was lacking. So we got into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, started training that like crazy. And, uh, and our whole focus was we're going to do a, have a martial arts studio one day. And, uh, and so we eventually, uh, manifested that we had, uh, we had it kind of, it was kind of backyard out of our, out of kind of a garage. Thing. We had, and, and, but it was a legit academy and so we had people coming in and training all the time and uh but one of the big things is we were training so hard our bodies were starting to break down we were getting injured all the time and like always in pain and always just, and, but we were young we, we, we were like we're gonna just fight through it and just keep going and going <laughs> and going and um and one day our sister was like man you guys you guys uh you guys should try yoga. It's gonna, it can really help. And we're like, all right, we're, we're down to cross train. We're, we're into cross training any way we could. And so we tried yoga and we were like, whoa, this stuff is good. Yeah. And so we started getting into yoga more and more and more. And, uh, and uh, one thing led to another and we decided, all right, I'm gonna go to training, learn how to do this on a higher level, learn more about it. Chris went to the next training and we came back. We we're like, all right, that martial arts studio is now gonna transition into a yoga studio. And, uh, and that was kind of the birth of our, of the yoga studio. Um, we got back from training, uh, started teaching a couple years later in 2005, we opened up our, uh, our first yoga studio, hot house. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. is. And then from that point, a little fast forward, 2007, we opened up our second one. Uh, we renovated, uh, the first one in 2009 and then we opened up third and fourth in 2012 and 2015. Wow. And, uh, yeah, at that point we, uh, we were grossing close to four million a year between all four studios wow. uh, but what was happening like all of our lives there's four partners at that point so uh, john and i are two of six kids in the family um and our other brother jimmy was part of the partnership and one of our good friends and everyone was just kind of moving different directions john yeah. and i you know we were at this point had a couple kids and you know like our life transformed so drastically in that time 
and everyone else's too, that all oh, the partnership just started kind of deteriorating. The, the best analogy is that it was like a shoe that didn't fit anymore. Yeah. And so in 2017, January 1, we dissolved the partnership. Uh, John and I remained partners. We took two studios and the Yaks Yoga Concept. So we have Hot House Yoga, Brick and Mortar Yoga Studios. Okay. Yaks Yoga Concept is the um, kind of the, the education uh, company where we teach students how to become teachers. We do workshops, retreats. Nice. Um, and now we have a whole online business wrapped around that. Um, so yeah, that's been going on for John and I being just solo partners in this since 2017. Yeah. That's right around that same time of the split guys, we start also started, uh, studying internet marketing and realizing that this was, uh, that, uh, the internet was something that was going to stick around for a little while. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, we should understand how to, uh, how to, um, shift our marketing on that way. Prior to that guys, we were doing, uh, we were doing all of the, um, traditional style marketing, which is, uh, which is, mm. is really, you know, you can't measure it right? oh, direct man. response so expensive it. yeah it was yeah. yeah we we threw a, we threw a lot of money away we burned a lot of money doing <laughs> that but um and then we got into to uh internet marketing and really realizing that um that this is legit and so um and direct response marketing is the way to go yeah and so we we transitioned with that into our businesses and uh in, in, I just want to like say like do that because <laughs> I come from the like the the brick and mortar fitness industry and like this was my constant battle when uh, I was like working in the industry on or I try and trying to sell and convince like the ownership of like these studios that this is the way to go. So I just want to say that and I'm just gonna clip that and send it to them. Be like, look at this, look at this guys, <laughs> they're successful and look at what they do. Sorry, continue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so because of that, because of like going to the conferences, and there was that one funnel hacking live, I think it was, that like everywhere we turned, you guys were there like, every single day, multiple times a day. We're like, oh, there's Louis Brothers. <laughs> we had them hanging out. Um, but because of like all the education that we started investing in ourselves, we were we were more profitable throughout those years of he and I taking over than yeah. we had been at any point in our history. Wow. And so it's just a testament to like, one, I think the the people that we were studying from, Russell Brunson, Steve Larson, yeah. all like the the new age, like marketing geniuses, Josh yeah. Forties and all the, the network that we tapped into mm. from that has just been Incredible. invaluable for us. Um, and so it's, it was, and it, this is what's, what's really interesting is like, we're yogis, like for years, all I cared about <laughs> Was how do you teach an up dog and a down dog? And then how do you teach people how to teach an up dog and a down dog? And how do we make it better? And like, like we're nerds on that, like on that level. And I want to learn, yeah. like, I want to teach you how to meditate and like self-realization. And wake up. Yeah. And so we are two of the most like unlikely dudes to learn marketing and how to do it really well. Yeah. But it was the thing that we knew was our weakness, our like the like what needed to be shored up more than anything for us to be able to actually run a business by ourselves without our partners who were the marketers and the advertisers and the finance guys yeah first that's incredible that that's yeah. super interesting actually you know because you know the the way i used to see marketing pre this this new direct response world that we tapped into as well as as long with you guys um was that I, I thought marketing was something a little bit more like sketchy if you wanted to put that way right <laughs> like oh how do we just trick these people to get into some places right yeah. and and i'm yeah. sure a lot of people used to see it like that 
But now I find this super curious because I see it more on how can I help people. It's like if I tr if I really have something that I know is helpful for somebody, right? I want to get it out there and I need to learn good marketing, right? I need to learn, for example, for us, direct response marketing, right? So we can track it. And I, I, I find this super interesting because not too long ago, I actually met um, this, this, this girl. She's a yogi, actually. She's a... That's the one that I went to yoga class this morning with. And and she was like, hey, like, I need to get this to more people. I want to get more people in this because like, I know the value of it, right? So when you're telling me this story, I'm connecting the dots with that because I'm like, you know, she, she might have not started thinking that she needed to learn marketing. She just wanted to teach yoga. But then since you, she truly believes, same as you, that you guys truly believe on that, um... She's like, I need to learn these skills, right? So we can grow uh, the practice and, and, and our business. So I found this super, super interesting. And then the other point that you guys touch on was, uh, wait, are we live? Uh, I think you got cut off a little bit. It's like we are back. <laughs> oh, no, it got cut off. Oh, man. Oh, there we are. There back. We are back. We're back, guys. We're, We're back. back. It got cut off for a little bit. <laughs> It's all I, good. This is the beautiful thing about going live. I don't know where I cut off, guys, but <laughs> I was saying about the other point is investing in yourself. That was huge. You know, like for us, we spent like three, four years trying to pick up our business. And it wasn't until we actually invested in our growth, right, in these networks. That's when everything changed for us. Yeah, I, I there's there's so much meat in the first like 10 minutes of this yep. uh, thing through your story. And I know that was like a very fast version. So I highly recommend people to go and actually connect with you guys. But, you know, going from, you know, scaling your business from like a passion to then turn that passion into a business to then how do we teach more people how to do this or how do we teach people to teach this, right? And then you looked like you have like those brick and mortar locations. And then, uh, you know, we talked with uh, Greg Cohen, right? They run like a real estate company. It was four partners, right? And we talk a lot about how do they manage to do that with four partners, right? It's not easy. And they've been like in, in this crazy journey, right? And then uh, you guys had a crazy experience too with that. And, and you know, both paths live to very different ways, but very successful ways. And that's very uh, incredible too, because we can show the audience that, um, it's okay. It's okay if that happens. You, you move on and there's different things that you got to handle like on a detail day-to-day -day basis. But it's okay because you guys now are in a position that are very, very strong doing the things that you love, which is incredible. Uh, the other like very good point that I really enjoy is that like the traditional marketing versus the, mm -hmm. the direct response marketing, right? Like especially when you deal with a brick and mortar, I see it now. And this was like a moment of clarity right now as you guys were sharing that story. It's like, hey, let's use this brick and mortar to prove our concept on, you know, how do we teach these things? How do we serve the local people? But at the same time, let's use the internet vehicle to actually like reach more people, right? It's, we're not limited to a location base anymore. Now the brick and mortars have the option and the possibility to expand their reach, to help more people, to provide more value. And I see in you guys, that's exactly what you guys are doing. So it's, uh, I, I loved it. Like I'm going through the notes here. I'm like, oh, we should talk about that and that. <laughs> <laughs> through, through this journey. It's interesting yeah. too, like being in the yoga world, it's like the, for us, the desire to learn direct response marketing and to 
to like really focus heavily for the last five years on that is something that it, most people think that they just need to get better at the thing they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so what they invest their time and energy and effort into is becoming better yogis. Like I need to learn how to like do better handstands and I need to learn yep. how to teach more like in depth, more like crazy sequences. And at a certain point, that's not going to help you grow. It's just not like, and so it's important to invest the time and the energy into yourself in like, cause you can do it in a number of different ways, yeah. but what are the ways that are going to move the needle to help you have bigger impact in people's lives? And that's yes. what for us was like, Oh, this is hands down the way to do it. But what's challenging in the yoga world is how that's perceived because there's this weird mental money issue that happens for a lot of people in the yoga world where they're like, money is the devil, <laughs> yoga is spiritual, yeah. it should only be like offered for free, and anyone yeah. who charges money is like bastardizing this beautiful gift in the spirit of yoga. And I'm like, that's just jargon. It's BS. It couldn't be anything <laughs> for, further from the truth because when you add value, money follows it. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea but then the, the, the point i'm making really is john and i at this point had been like when we started the direct response marketing understanding and like really dialing in like the content that we needed to be like learning and starting to produce yeah it didn't have anything to do with us changing what we were doing it had for it was for us to change the way in which we were doing it and doing it online and that was what really started moving the needle for us. It was it's it's interesting because of the world we live in in the yoga world. What we were doing is kind of like blasphemy. Interesting. I yeah. I, I want to dive into that right because you know uh, you know going back to my story like I was in this fitness studio it was a kind of high end fitness studio and we were charging one hundred fifty nine dollars per month right and to me that was a lot of money as a uh, coming out of college to pay for a fitness. So like just wrapping my head around that right now, I see it's like, wow, that's so much value. First off, because if, if I pay it, I'm actually going to go to the classes, right? It's not just $10 that are just going to sit there. But, you know, coming from that mentality, I, and then I have to like convince and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing like air quotes, quotations for, for those listening, right? Convincing that people are walking in that my solution is the best solution for them instead of like working through it, like why they're here, right? Like, how can I help you? How can I value this? And the first two years that I worked and, and in selling these like memberships and then running teams that actually sold these memberships was a constant battle with that because then the person you might have convinced him today but then the next day it was not really the thing that they were looking for or they were not comfortable with it and then it's like okay how do how do i keep him and it's like oh my gosh so much friction and i think if we talk about the sales environment that it's uh that that's a that's a pain in the ass man like that's not what like what i want to do and and then the frictionless sales started to happen and we started learning about these things and completely changed my perspective. It's like, wow, where do I actually find the people that want to do this, right? That can pay this because we're providing a lot of value. And if they don't, if they can't, or they don't want to do it, that's okay. Right. Because there's more people out there that can receive it. So I want to, I would love to like dive in into like, especially in this yoga world that you just described, there's that barrier, right? It's like, oh my gosh, how, like, how do I, charge money how do how do you guys go about it how do you guys educate your people how do you guys indoctrinate or how do you guys find that person that really wants to pay and and appreciates the value that you guys are providing yeah when we first started uh you know we chris and i did everything so we we taught the classes we were managing we were doing marketing advertising we were doing uh we were we were selling when people would come in right and so what we what we uh what we started realizing, especially uh, later on, 
uh, is that the best way to sell was not like not to convince like is your whole your experience because in the beginning we're like we're trying to convince them oh yeah. yoga is the best it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna radically change your life you're gonna free your body you're free your mind it's gonna be incredible and keep, you got to do it and what we realize is that if I would stop and ask them questions hmm. and figure out what their story is what they really want what they're looking for right the problem yeah and then talk about the solution through my own personal story all of a sudden they're they're like yeah i'm in right it was it was it was it was a as a as a shift a reframe right we so we were yeah. doing this in person forever i mean obviously like that that's a lot right? <laughs> to do one person at a time so we're like all right how do we take that more to the masses and yeah. and do it that way and it wasn't until we really started diving into direct response marketing that we realized that oh, what we're doing in person can be done one to many yeah. right we just need to we just need to change the platform and 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 use that same structure but do it in a way that we're able to actually reach a lot of people yeah and so that was like the start of like okay here we go let's 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 work that same process but do it in a, on, a, on a bigger scale and uh and so that that's kind of where we where, where we moved to it but it's it's challenging in the yoga where we try to we were we've been working with uh yoga studio owners for a long time and and uh and you bump up against that same thing of of you know this the the, the money issues and the and it's it's all over the fitness world you yeah. know yeah. they want to just train for free they want to they want to have freedom right they want financial freedom they want time freedom yeah but they don't actually want to charge for what their expertise is right and so yeah. you all of a sudden there's this dichotomy that's like yeah they're they're, they're being pulled in different it's an inner civil war you know <laughs> they're being yeah, pulled totally. in different directions and and uh usually they end up broke unfortunately that, that, and these are you know these are artists these are people that have a message that are changing people's lives that mm -hmm. should be you know be able to to sustain themselves be yeah. able to be financially free in time and have uh freedom of their time but absolutely but uh but it's not until we they make that shift yeah that, that well happens. you you answer my question because i was gonna ask like if they have these thoughts right like these beliefs around money But at the same time, I'm guessing nobody wants to be broke, right? Like, how are they dealing with that? Like, <laughs> that must be super interesting. Like, because I mean, are they then just gonna live in this place where they are constantly, you know, like in a place of, oh, I need to get this many people, but I don't want to charge them, you know? So they're like doing all the work because probably they cannot charge to, you know, hire a manager or hire someone that can do certain parts of their business so they can delegate. That is super interesting. Do you guys teach? all that part as well when you teach the uh now in the online world when you're teaching all these people well it's funny so right it's been such a crazy journey for us online so because we had brick and mortar studios forever and then we're like okay we are going to learn direct response marketing and we want to like study with people who are going to help us expand this but what what do we expand online what we didn't want to yeah. be was just another like oh here's all our online classes with yep. online meditations and in the sea of sameness and every you know literally mom and mother and granddaughter and grandmother like teaching online yoga classes <laughs> we knew right off the bat that like we had to differentiate ourselves in yeah. some way and so we looked at what we had done over the years and we we're like well why don't we help yoga studio owners be more successful at owning yoga studios and become more profitable in the same way that we've done it over the last 15 years because awesome. to have two studios and to be grossing over a million dollars is kind of a unicorn in the yoga world yeah and we're like well let's go help those people and so uh initially when we went into it we we're like that's those are the people who want to help that we you know started a facebook group we started like 
providing content. We got into other, we jumped into other Facebook groups and we started just doing, you know, doing the process, yeah. offering free value, you know, like set up our Facebook profile. So when they saw it, they knew to join our group, you know, the whole, the, the whole shebang. Whole yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like, and then as we got into it, we realized we don't want to work with those people. <laughs> it was, you know, like, and I, I, I'm trying to say it in a very tactful way. But I didn't enjoy. Yeah. I didn't enjoy like interacting with them. Mm. The the mindset for a lot of them are broken. And yep. I remember Russell Brunson talking about it. He was like, "There in the, like the first business that ended up like crashing and melting down." He was. He's the the story is he wakes up and he's like, "I wish I had a boss who could just fire me." <laughs> and he was boss. There was no boss going to fire him, right? And it was because the people he was working with, he wasn't happy with. He didn't yeah. like, he had to educate them on the basic stuff that just like was a maddening for him. Yeah. And so here we were kind of in the same process where like, luckily it was like before we had built anything huge around it, like we learned the lesson Quickly. of like, yeah. yeah. Who do you want to work with? Exactly. Most important question ever. Who's your who? Yeah. Right. Most important thing. Yeah. Right. Cause that's going to make or break your, the, the rest of your career. If you right. don't choose your who and you're miserable, and you get a bunch of those people around you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You, you'll, I, you'll burn it down. I, I love, I love this side of the story because I mean, I think we right. mentioned it, uh, Wednesday, but you know, we're helping this person that is a coach, right? And his immediate goal to go ahead and, you know, monetize his content is go, go out and get a thousand bucks a month. Right. That's his like very basic thing. And we were going through like, who do you want to work with? Like, who is your message for? Like, how are you crafting this? And he goes like, okay, you know, I sat down with my friend that he does, like he sells his courses. Okay. How much does he sell? Well, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month. I'm like, well, first off, if you want to make thousands of dollars, why are you talking to somebody that's making way less than that? First off. <laughs> and second, it's like, okay, describe me that your dream person, right? And he's like, okay, well, it's this guy that's from 40 to 30 years, like 30 to 40 years old and uh, has a family and is struggling for money. Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> after that, he described like 10 more things, but I stopped listening right there and I just let him talk. And I'm like, okay, let's go back 10, 10 things back. And then like you said, people are struggling for money. If they're struggling for money, would they pay you? this uh, like a thousand bucks or even a hundred dollars probably not so yeah. we gotta rethink the way that we you know talk to our dream customer and that for us was a massive like when we started this game that was a massive realization too because we we're like well those guys need it right but they don't want it that's the thing they don't want it and when they don't want it it's really hard and we get into the convincing game and then it's a it's a shit show <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly but, this, right. but, but this is the thing. And so you see this in the yoga world. You see this in the fitness world. You see this in, uh, in the personal development space. People want to make a change. Yeah. Right. They want to be known for, uh, if, whether, whether if it's a status thing or, or love and connection, whatever, whatever their focus is, they want to make change in the world, but they don't realize that in order to make change in the world, they have to change their world. Mm -hmm. Right. They have to make, they have to make the shift first in order to be there, to be able to, to be able to do that. And, that, and so what we, you know, what, what we've coached people with is, is you can put out, you can put out some of your best stuff. You can put out free content and put out just amazing stuff that can make a difference for the people that are willing to put in the work. As I say that, I'm thinking in my mind, well, most people actually won't put in the work unless they make it some type of investment, but yep. uh, I, I digress. Uh, if they, you can put out some amazing content for people, for free content that can help change people. 
but then can also you can be very specific on bringing those the, the people you want to work with yeah. not not necessarily broke people because you have to first change your world before you change the world mm. right you can get people into your orbit that can, will actually be interested in what you're doing absolutely and it's just and it's and, and, and you, you guys know this is just it's just tweaking your message enough or tweaking your avatar enough being able to say it's exactly what you described Luis. who is it that i want to work with i want to work with someone that can afford my higher ticket stuff right i want to i want someone that can afford because i also realize and i know this from personal experience i know this from working with people coaching people that if somebody's not willing to invest whether it's money time energy whatever it is if not willing to invest yeah they're not going to do the work and they're not going to get the results yeah this is what what it comes out yeah that oof that that's 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 good stuff right there guys actually you know like you had a i had this question from the beginning and I, and i think this is a perfect moment to to yes. to ask it you know you said you guys help people wake up right and now you're talking about people changing their world is that what wake up means in what you guys are do are doing Um, you know, like growing up, I remember, I don't remember exactly who said it to me, but it's stuck in my head forever. And it was, you cannot help others until you help yourself first. Right. Mm -hmm. And does it sound selfish? Yes. But is it true? I think it's 100% true. Like if you are not good in on the inside, right, yourself, your core is going to be so difficult to actually help others. And actually Catherine Jones, she just had a workshop these days and she was like hey people don't like to talk about this but the inner work is probably the most important part that you need to do they don't talk about it because it's not sexy like the tactics but you need to do it if you <laughs> want to change the world and have a movement right you need to change yourself from yeah. the inside out so is that what you guys mean by by wake up yeah it is and like i guess when we're talking about like changing your world before you change the world we're speaking in basically in terms of money, you know, and like yeah. you have to like have enough money to be able to sustain and support yourself before you can then go out and like 100% impact more people on yeah. that level. But that's an, that's more of an effect of waking up in the way that we teach it. And because the, the, in the term waking up for us, it's all inner work. Yep. That's it. I mean, it's, you have to recognize that there is like, the easiest the simplest way to say it is like most people walk around thinking that there's something wrong with themselves like there's like if each person is a puzzle piece there's a bunch of pieces of each person's puzzle that's missing mm. and what that ends up doing is making them have these like negative thought patterns these feelings of inadequacy this lack of self-worth and self-love And that ends up being the potential that they walk yeah. into every experience of their lives, huh. this limited sense of self. And so what we try to help people do is recognize that those you actually aren't missing any of your puzzle pieces. It's actually already there. And we help you acknowledge and realize that yeah. because once you've fixed that foundation, now we can go about talking about how do you want your life to look like and what do you want to create in your life? Yeah. Yeah. So, so much of it, so much of it, guys, is, is minds, is mindset as we know, mm -hmm. right? We have to, we have to have the right mindset because like, like I can't even, I can't even like get, it's what we were talking about before. I, if I can't even get around the idea of money, like, like working on myself, working on my finances, if I have money issues, like that's a, that's a no brainer. Like, I mean, that's not, that's not, that's a, that's a no go, right? It's not going to even happen. Yeah. But 
you you take it back even further and you and if somebody's walking around in pain right constant pain all of a sudden it's their work is affected their relationships are affected their their um their their their, their entire world is affected so so when we when we work with people we're like okay we, we'll get you out of pain so we're going to free your body free your mind and for your life right for your body for your mind for your life for your body of pain right get you into into movement get you out of pain uh get your body right get your mind right through meditation right meaning be able to to in yoga they call it the monkey mind right the mind is constantly moving and moving and moving yeah even when people are having a one-on-one -on -one conversation the mind is is rarely paying attention right it's off into all these tangents and all these thoughts constantly yeah. so people need to do some type of of practice that gets them to focus there was a uh, statistic done this is a done it was done a while ago guys so so uh so this is probably even worse now but uh in the 19 i think it was 1980 but it was the 1980s we'll call it uh the average american's attention span was 20 minutes long 20 minutes yeah right so you take the average person off the street in the 1980s you make them you make them focus on something they could do it for almost 20 minutes right so that's good length yeah. The most recent study that that we've come across is uh, that shifted to seven seconds, <laughs> seven seconds, not seven minutes, seven seconds. Wow. A goldfish has a, a nine second attention span. The average American's attention span is less than a goldfish, right? This is like, that's a, that's a real problem. Yeah. If we want to focus on anything for any period of time, if we want to make a difference in our lives, like Chris was talking about, make, make an actual shift change our lives we have to learn to focus the mind and this is what's this is what's not happening in the world right now yeah like people are so scattered and so all over the place that distracted they're distracted right and so yeah. if we can get them to that point then we can free their life and freeing their life means uh understanding what it is that they want and where they're going and how to get freedom of time and freedom of finances again right so, so, so yeah. that they can actually feel free on that level yeah. But it has to start. It has to start physically and mentally before they're able. It's the inner work we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. It has yeah. to start at that level in order to to uh, to take it to that higher level. So, yeah. yeah. The framework we're describing is called the Awaken Life Formula, mm -hmm. and it's very specifically movement, meditation, manifestation. In that order, there's a process and a practice that we do every single day. Uh, yeah, it's super powerful. Yeah. Where, where can people check it out? So they, they so they go. You cannot teach them like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> That's it. Game over, guys. Episode's done. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm gonna just send them to to your podcast. Then, that like, if if they wanna learn the, I'm I'm gonna call it the MMM. If they wanna the learn Awaken the Life MMM, formula. the you, they can find you at the Awaken Life podcast, right? Yeah, Awaken Life podcast. Uh, they can actually go to uh, Yaks Yoga Lab Facebook group. If so, if you go to Facebook and awesome. just type in Yaks Yoga Lab. Uh, it's a free Facebook group that we've designed that yeah. we go live every week and we teach some aspect of the Awaken Life Forum. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I love it, you know, and I, I absolutely love the kind of like representation of the puzzle pieces. And you, you said people have like that limited sense of self. I, honestly, like I feel like I've, I've experienced that being around the right people, around the right network, right? I mean investing in yourself and going to these events and meeting people that they believe that they are limitless, that they can do whatever they can do, you know, like be a part of this massive movement. It has changes, honestly, you know, like it has built our own belief. It has changed many of the 
false beliefs that we used to have, right? Money, for example, one of ours. And so I I love it because you talk about, you know, finding yourself pretty much like people need to get to know themselves and it's a process. And with the short attention span that we have sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, like I sit down and I'm like, who am I? You know, what do I want? Second, second, seven seconds later, I'm on my phone scrolling on Instagram. It's like, oh, this is pretty cool right here. You've never gotten on it and you wondered how, like, you went for one specific thing. Yeah. And then you're like five minutes later reading some post by some dude you don't even know. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy how that happens. And I, I think it's important to note that we weren't, like, everyone is born feeling like they're inadequate in some way. And... So like we were, you know, for me, the biggest hurdle of my life was like forgiving my dad. Like he left when I was super young. Like, so there's six of us, you know, like, and when I was, I'm the youngest of the six, when I was two, the oldest was 13. And that's when he left for like another woman, like out, not on good terms, not cool, not in our lives. And that was part of like, not mention he was an artist and stay true to his craft through it all imagine raising six kids and saying you know what i'm gonna be a painter oil on canvas super talented but had zero understanding of marketing himself and like charging for what he's worth yeah and that meant we struggled financially most of our lives like we were on welfare Mm. super poor mom trying to take care of it all herself like and so for me that feeling of lack was something I carried for half of my life until I realized, until through the process of yoga, I realized that, man, if I'm really going to live abundantly and like actually do the things I want to do in my life, I first have to correct how I'm seeing him and forgive him. Wow. And then it was like, now I got to work on my money issues because this shit is deep. Yes. <laughs> Real deep. Now think about that, guys. Wow. So you, you hear Chris's story, but think about that uh, with what we were saying before. If if, and we all have that, right? We all have that intensity of, a, of, of, of something that happened in the past. Mm. But if I can't keep my attention in the moment, right? With, with, with actual how life is unfolding, then what do I default to, right? I default to all the old patterns. No. So yeah. all the old patterns of, of, uh, of, you know, feeling inadequate or feeling like somehow I'm not, um, I'm, I'm not able to be loved because of that or feeling, uh, like, uh, or, or getting caught up in money issues or food issues or whatever the stuff is that literally just our old patterning, right? How we, how we were raised, the experiences that we had, if we're not present for, for life as it unfolds in front of us, we default to those old patterns, wow. right? And so if our atten- yeah. attention span is only seven seconds long, how often are people just repeating these old patterns in their life? And so many of these old patterns served us at some point in our lives, but they don't serve us anymore, right? Yeah. At my the 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 13 year old version of myself, the patterns that I had then, or the or the experiences that I had then that formed those patterns, don't serve my 44 year old uh, life right now. Right? Exactly. And they come up over and over. Those are the issues mm. we bump up against. Yeah. And if we don't, if we don't, if we don't freaking stop and say, okay, I don't want to experience these issues anymore. If we don't, if we're not present for it, we're just going to continue it over and yeah. over again, right? And this is what where people get. Do do you think that that's powerful? And thank you for sharing, yeah. guys. Like that's that's incredible. Um, do you get, do you think people are scared to face that? Like, do you think people just purposely like avoid having to go there, uh, in order to face it and then Unchanged. get better and change? It's com- it's comfort. 
it's more comfortable. It's more comfortable to be in the known than it is to actually step up and say, I'm, I, I got to change this shit. Yeah, I would I would answer in one of two ways. One, I think most people are unaware that there is a possibility of, of something different. And, and you mm. know this by anyone who says, I am who I am. This is just who I am. I'm an angry dude. Don't talk to me in the morning before my coffee. I'll bite <laughs> your head off. That's just who I am. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Were you were you angry at five when you woke up? <laughs> you know, like five years old. How about six years old? When did you start drinking coffee at twelve? Yeah. Was your life a shit show before that? Were you an angry dude before that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but so what happens is we develop these patterns over time, and then they then we assume that they are just who we are. Yeah. And once that's wired, there's no room for growth. There's not even a question of like, should I behave this way or that way, or am I burying my head in the sand because they just believe that they are fixed. Yeah. You know, like they are the, the story of them has ended <laughs> book closed. Now they're just living their pattern life. Yeah. But once they know it, then you run into people who aren't ready to, to feel that pressure yeah. and the noise that gets created by recognizing that there is actually a way out of, you'll call it suffering or whatever pattern that's like, you know, isn't helping you in your life anymore. Yeah. Um, but so yes, there are those people, but I think when the pain gets so like so strong, people get way more motivated. And so if you can touch on that pain and help them with that initial thing, like yeah, I know in the marketing world they call it like the bleeding neck, like fix <laughs> yeah. the bleeding neck first. Yes, know? I'm not trying to heal your relationship with your dad. I want to get you out of yeah. back pain. <laughs> yeah, Let's start there, and then I'll then we can help with all the other stuff. So. Yeah, but that guys, this. This is literally a physical structure in the brain, physical, the patterning that we're talking about mm -hmm. is a physical construct in the brain, right? It's, it's like yeah. the, um, it's like the scaffolding that the brain has formed in a specific way wow. that those neurons fire, those patterns fire across those neurons to make you do the same thing over and over again. Right now. And this is why a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of our parents or grandparents just will say things like, oh, it's just the way I am. Because it feels like part of it, it literally is part of it's their physical, brain yeah. structure. But what's cool, and this is kind of this is newer with, within the last 20, 30 years, uh, that neuroscience has realized it's uh, that they call it neuroplasticity that our brains can restructure themselves. Yep. Yeah. If we, we we can program right through our attention, right, the mind can change the brain to change the mind is the idea. Right, that we can we can restructure that scaffolding around the brain to um, to have different neural connections. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm nerding out a little bit, so I, oh, I, no, I love, love it. it. I know this is so fascinating. Right, neurons that fire together wire together. Right, so when we do a new pattern, it feels clumsy at first because we haven't connected the that the the uh, those neurons. We haven't really made that solid connection. But wow. the more we do that thing the yeah. more we have what's called myelin it's a sheathing for those connections yeah and so if you have a deep pattern like um like a lebron james or michael jordan doing a jump shot they have that neural connection is wired tight and it has lots of myelin wrapped around it lots of sheathing yeah so they're able to do it like right? yeah this is what we're all dealing with with all our old patterns wow is it a lot of neural connections a lot of sheathing but neurons that fail to link fail to uh, fail to sync fail to link meaning if we stop firing that 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 connection the That's the it. myelin will dissipate and it'll stop so we can literally my whole point is we can restructure the brain 
to have a better life. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh man, I, I love this. Uh, sorry, Chris, real quick. You know, like you were talking about people saying, you know, like, oh, I'm like this, right? And I recently just read a book that they talk about teleology, it's called, right? Which is pretty much people using previous traumas or behaviors to justify their actual goals. And I just knocked down <laughs> the toys right here. Uh, but but they, they, they literally say, you know, a lot of people say, oh, no, I cannot do certain thing because of this, this thing that happened in my past. No, is the actual thing that's happening is that they don't want to do that thing and they're using that thing from the past as an, as an excuse. excuse, right? And then, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of this saying that is like, you cannot teach a trick to an old dog. That's a lie. And a lot of people believe that. They think because they grew up and they're older, they think they cannot learn anything new, that they cannot change. They're like, these are my ways, this is how I am. And it's because they're comfortable at that point, right? But wow, the thing yeah. is, while you're talking about neuroplasticity, we can change, like we can learn new things. And I'm gonna give you an example, right? Like I've wanted to play guitar for the longest time, right? Like my mom plays the guitar and she sings and I grew up and I was like, oh, this would be so cool to do it. Like imagine being at a party, you know, jamming and everybody singing, how cool <laughs> would that be, right? So when I first moved into the States, right, 2011, I bought like a $20 guitar, started practicing, my roommate broke it, Uh, he said it was accidentally. I'm sure it was not. But the, the, the thing is, I immediately, I was like, ah, that's it, right? Like, I'm not going to practice anymore. I still want to do it, but it's too difficult for me. I cannot learn it, right? And that comes too with, or attention spam, or attention spam that it's like, we just move on. We just want things quick at this point, right? So a few, like about a month back now, I'm like, you know what? I'm actually gonna sit down and learn, learn guitar. So I got, I got a guitar and it's what you're saying. Like it feels clumsy at first. Like I'm not used to move my left hand and you know, like do the chords on the guitar. But the more I do it, I can notice the, the, the improvement. Like I do it faster, right? Yeah, and faster please, and faster. Please le learn faster. because some people <laughs> in the house, just don't, yeah. So, <laughs> So that's that's my point, right? Like it is like everything. It just takes consistency and you know, and enduring the journey, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, and because what you're describing so well is like when it it's painful mm -hmm. to learn something new. It's not fun. It's not exciting. It's like there's a book called The Talent Code, and uh, by Daniel Coyle, and he describes this idea of what's called deep practice and he's like any any like sane human being instinctively tries to avoid that uncomfortable zone of learning where you just feel like a clumsy baby trying to learn how to walk and you're just falling on your face over and over and over again <laughs> yeah. you know and, and yep. most people once they feel that it's that's too hard so they'll just default back to yeah. the set pattern that's already wired and i think that's probably the biggest obstacle we, we, is the unwillingness to lean into that thing. exactly we could talk yeah. about this all the time because you know we, we we have like the this hispanic like podcast concept right that we started and it hasn't taken off yet because Contents Profit has taken a lot of like of the of the time, which is amazing. We love all the Contents Profit family. But <laughs> the concept is, you know, mass life. How do you get more uh, out of your life? How do you experience how do you go about experiencing new things, right? And uh, one of the things that that 
that we want to do later on too. It's like, let's go out and actually go do those experiences, document it. Like, how do we feel? How do we rewire our brains so when we do new things, we feel excited. We feel like reju 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 new guys. Rejuvenated. Like, reju that. That. <laughs> guys, it's Friday. Okay. Uh, but like, how do we rewire our brains so we actually feel excitement every time we're actually about to go try a new thing, right? I don't care about, you know, am I gonna be looking ridiculous? Right now I have a, a toddler, right? I'm learning so much from Luca because he just walks and sprints and fall on his knees and his knees are going crazy right now. And then he just gets up, dust stops, and then he keeps going, right? It doesn't matter. Like on the pool, the water takes him away. He like swallows water, gets back up and like continues, he smiles and wow, what an incredible lesson, right? So why through like that journey, we just, become so complacent is it like the coaches that we've had maybe the coaches that we never had growing up or the like the experiences you know what what happens there right so i think it's extremely important that everybody uh stays very conscious of their day-to-day -to, -day to make sure that you know we identify those moments and then we fight against it right very simple things that we can like, okay, let me rewire my thinking. Let me, this is the new action I'm actually going to take. This is a new thing. So then it's exciting to try new things. It's exciting to fail. It's exciting to learn, right? Totally. Luis, we, we get indoctrinated through, through, uh, through education and how the educational system is, is set up to not fail. Mm -hmm. And this is the, one of the, I think the, one of the biggest, um, uh, misses as far as as far as edu the educational system right now where we people they, they the people that succeed in school are the ones that n make no mistakes and get straight A's the people that succeed in business in in real life are the ones who fail the most times yeah right they're, they're the ones like in business like we, we network like yeah. in school, you're not allowed to network. You're not allowed to talk to the person next to you and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. What, <laughs> what's your answer? Oh, why'd you get that answer? Like, that's not allowed. Yeah. Like, so we're indoctrinated yeah. into this, into this way of being that failing is bad, mm -hmm. which is, which is insane because the more the, the Niels Bohr, who's a Nobel prize winning physicist. He said that the, uh, the masters in any industry are the ones who have failed the most times. The masters yeah. at any industry are the ones who have failed the most times. Yeah. So I, I think this is the biggest stumbling block for people is getting over this idea of what of 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 failure, right? Because yeah. failure, what failure means for people is that if I fail, then I'm kicked out of the out, out of the tribe. Yeah. Right? If if I fail, then uh, I've been taught that I'm a bad student, and 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 I, and I don't want to be a bad student. I want to be a straight A student or a, a, yeah. you know, make good grades. Yeah. So I'm in the I'm in the group. The um the uh there's and and uh artificial intelligence they uh they've hooked artificial intelligence up to um to uh play chess oh and ai learned how to play chess this in in this in this uh in this study learn how to play chess in 15 minutes wow. no let me let me say it this way learn how to master chess in nice. 15 minutes 15 minutes guys like they could it could take on any top professional chess player why because AI doesn't give a shit about <laughs> about <laughs> failing. Yeah, you know, and in, in, and even in the in the terminology, they call it a sample, right? And so yep. in AI, they'll get you in samples. 15 minutes. They were able to get hundreds of thousands of samples, so many samples that they realized what the the best moves were in chess. Wow, right? Yep. So they could master chess. There's no emotion. 
Yeah. They're not worried about what failure means. They're like, oh yeah, I'm going to fail the most times when I learn chess in 15 minutes. Or right? what their family's going to think of that failure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Imagine, right? Imagine if we took that same mindset and said, no, there's no such thing as failure. There's only samples. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm just going to get Ooh. a sample. I mean, think you guys know this in, in business. Like we have to get lots of samples. I have to put, we have to put a lot of ads. We have to put a lot of marketing strategy. A lot of content, right? To see which one's going to work. To see what works. Yeah. If I was so caught up in what failure means, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Right. I wouldn't have a business. It would, it would fall to pieces. Yeah. So the bit to the, to, to your bigger point, Luis, this is, I think where, where people struggle most with is this concept of failure. They got to get over it. Like they, there's no such thing as failure. There's only samples. samples. Wow. Yeah. I love it. And you know, we're running out of time here. I just wanted to add that. I think that's why athletes are so successful when they try to do something else. Because I mean, you guys are athletes. You guys, you know, you guys still surf, you know, surfing, how many, you know, times you fall down and get, maybe get hit by the board, but you guys (laughs) did, you know, Uh, martial arts, mixed martial arts, how many elbows you didn't get to the face, right? We play soccer. How many? many punched him in the face. There we go. You know, I punch him still sometimes in the face. Uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, bro. What is it, Chris? I said soccer for you guys. How many times? Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like, so... During practice, you fail so many times, right? Then in the games, you fail so many times. And that's actually, I feel like, what gives you that drive of, okay, let me keep, how do I do it better? Let me keep trying, let me keep trying, right? And I have a book recommendation here for the audience real quick. The book is called Limitless Mind. And it actually talks about what John is talking right now about that neuroscience. And he puts it in the aspect on kind of like the theme of it is the educational system, right? How... Actually, the U.S. has like one of the worst educational systems because those tests that are meant to like, okay, do it quick without failing. You need to, you know, multiple choice, which ones are the good ones. And that's it. Whether, you know, countries like Japan, for example, they work during one hour. They work on only like one math problem. Right. And the professor puts it in there and he's like, okay, show me how maybe you can solve this. And they talk through it and they give options and they fail and they they all work through it instead of like, give me 50 right answers as fast as you can. Right. So super interesting book. If you guys want to read it, uh, I I, I feel like just like just this topic, we could just go off for like days. It's so so passionate. And it's like, is that the root of, uh, of success? Right. It's like, this is the things that we need to understand at a deeper level to level up to, you know, go to a different level. And it's incredible that you, what you guys are doing with your community, with your yeah. people uh, to understand these things and move forward. Now, to kind of wrap up the show, we have a couple questions, right? These supposed to be quick unless you guys want to go a little bit longer, but that's okay. So <laughs> why don't you like share some action points for people to actually implement something like very simple that they can get a quick win today and then re-execute tomorrow and do it again. What's something that they can do today to level up? Maybe something that they can do to start changing their world, right? Exactly. Since we're in this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll both have an answer. My, fir- my first thing that comes to mind is sit down every morning, close your eyes and breathe for one minute. I'll call it meditation, but just breathe consciously for one minute as and slow the breath down as much as you can so that you're really actually paying attention to it because what is needed first is a heightened awareness. 
and meditation, one of the biggest benefits of it is it expands your awareness so that you can see things that you previously couldn't see. And all it takes is one minute every morning. Consistency is more important than intensity means. Don't try to do an hour one day. Do one yeah. minute every day for the rest of your life. I will fall asleep if I try to do it for one hour. That's it. You got me. Uh, two minutes, I'm done. Gone. Uh, so <laughs> that's why you start with one minute. Exactly. Thank one you. Minute, one minute. Thank you for yeah. breaking the secret for me. <laughs> it's the law of little things guys yes one minute um i'll add the only thing i would add to what chris said is right after that one minute uh pull out a journal or a book mm. so, something to write on something to write with and then do a reflection on the day before mm. this is so important to look back at the day before and and don't make it it doesn't have to be a huge writing but literally just five to six lines write out what you value most in your life and then write out what you write what you did that day before and see if it matches because what you value most in your life a lot of times is not what you, where you're spending your time right and so if you write out so every morning chris and i do this every single morning we we move we meditate and we manifest and the manifestation process is writing out what we value most and how we spent the day before and did it match right if i value if one of my top val things i value in my life are family did i spend any time with my family the day before wow. right and if i go on for uh, for an entire week and look back at at my reflections and i realize i haven't spent time with my family i haven't spent time on my health i haven't spent time connecting to source whatever that means for you but i but i tell myself that i value those things most then there's a disconnect yeah. and i'm not living at my high in, 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 in to my highest potential Wow. Uh, so thank that, you. that's what I'd add. So, so a journal writing after the uh, after the meditation. Ooh, that's awesome. The incredible thing is like, guys, it doesn't take much. It's like one minute and then yeah. you write your five, six lines to you. Maybe you're done Con in like in five minutes or so. Confession time. Right. Confession time, guys. You know, I've heard so many <laughs> times to journal and I've avoided it for a I, mean, I, I don't think I have avoided it. I just had never done it right. And I think about it. I'm like, you know, maybe I should do it. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm not doing it. I think you guys just like push me. And tonight I, I commit myself, right? To actually. It's hard, man. it's hard because we think of journaling like um, Dear Diary. Dear <laughs> like Hollywood tells you to do it. <laughs> you know? who, am I, who am I talking to when I write? Is it to myself or am I talking to someone else? Like, yeah. yeah. It's simple, but it's really confusing. Yeah. And yeah. So making the process simple is important. Yeah. Where you say, okay, what what are my what are my what are my five top values, and then and then can I write five sentences and just keep it simple because it's again it's a law of little things. One one of the reasons Chris said med meditate still for one minute. He didn't say do it for ten minutes or fifteen yeah. or twenty minutes. He said yeah. do it for one minute and then journal for five minutes. You know, and just make it a six minute process. Everyone, we. And if we are consistent with that, then we start to see results. And if we see results, we're like, oh, okay, let me add another minute to my meditation. Yeah. Let yeah. me add another segment to my journaling. But it. keeping the journal simple, keep the meditation simple, keep it simple. It's this idea that uh, consistency is more important than intensity. Mm. Keep it consistent because that's what's going to start to uh, create the habit. Right. And that's what we need. You said, can you repeat it's, that quote? Is consistency is more important than intensity? Yeah. Yeah. It's there's another idea. Um, uh, James Clear wrote a book called Atomic Habits. It's, it's, it's a game changer book. And he said that we'll never rise to our goals. We will always fall to our systems. Mm. 
another way of saying that is fall to our habits, right? We'll never rise to our goals. We will always fall to our systems. Yeah. How do we change our life? How do we actually achieve those goals? We make small manageable habits that build us up to the, to, to, to the success of those goals. That's awesome. I, I, I feel like we're having like, like footing here and we're just eating because I'm like, mm, yes. let's mm. go. <laughs> oh, But, man. Yeah. And, and for those listening, I totally recommend the newsletter. James Clear's newsletter is called 321. It's absolutely amazing. It's super quick. He sends it like once a week. And he has some really interesting thoughts in there. So I recommend that as well. I need to check out the book, though. I haven't read that book. Awesome, guys. Well, that, that was pure gold. Thank you for those advice. I mean, we, we, we got way more than we asked for. So thank <laughs> you for that. And the last one. And I think, you know, it's to kind of wrap it up on, uh, on content and, you know, the marketing kind of deal. And you guys have been publishing for so long. And it's, it's inspiring to see what you guys have seen. The first time I heard that you guys had a show, I'm like, what? On, on yoga? What's this? Like, it, it was just so fascinating to me. I'm like, wow, everybody can really do this, right? So my question to you is, like, where will you be if you did not start publishing? I say that again, it broke up a little bit. Where would you be if you did not start publishing? Oh, man. Uh, honestly, we would be back in uh, 2012. So time travel. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> Now you're going to motivate people to not publish so they can travel the time. <laughs> What do you mean? What, you know, to, be, to be specific is... Uh, we would probably be uh, in our studios, teaching all the classes, managing, mm. uh, like running. It's the idea of you're either uh, um, you're either working in the business or you're working on the business. Yeah. We would be working in the business mm. if we weren't publishing. Yeah, we would be working in the business, right? So we, we, we got like for any business owners out there, you at the, there's some point we have to take that step, that shift to be able to work on your business. Because yeah. that's that, that's when it changes. That's when everything shifts. And because publishing is literally the foundation for like for the entire business. Because it's you projecting out your message yeah. consistently over time, and you don't know who's listening, and you don't know when you're going to say something that triggers something in that person's brain that says, "I want to learn more." And now you have an offer that's whatever on whatever end for them to come in, you, and that's that's why like publishing consistently is probably the most important thing that you could do for your business hands down wow thank, thank you. you you guys listening if you made it this far awesome and please 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 listen to the jacks bros because wow amazing i mean look at the track record they're doing wonderful things guys thank you so much for spending some time with us don't hang up because we gotta say bye to the audience here and then to facebook and then to you guys we'll do the, we'll do the hispanic goodbye <laughs> you know it's like several layers <laughs> of of goodbye where can people find you Lots guys before we we say bye here to the audience where can people find check you us out on, yeah check us out on facebook uh yaks yoga lab jacks yaks, yoga y-a-x yoga lab l-a-b awesome We're gonna leave the links at the bottom everywhere. Yeah. We're just gonna like send the links to to people. Just we're just gonna do blast you guys blast out. Blast them up. All right, guys. With that being said, 
Thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Uh, don't forget, don't forget, follow us on social media at BizBrosco. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you did because the Jacks Bros were awesome, Woo-hoo. don't forget to share it and leave a five-star review. Thank you. See ya.